1: As we come to the close of on, on our series on reaching, I want to talk to us today from a very familiar passage of Scripture, uh, but I think maybe we will see it in a slightly different way, and that is, I want to talk to you from the thought, God's heart for the lost. God's heart for the lost. If you're familiar with Luke chapter 15, you know that it opens with the Pharisees' criticism of Jesus' open association with known sinners and social outcasts. Isn't it amazing how the church still acts like that? And the chapter contains three different parables that each express the same sentiment. It talks about the anguish of losing the effect of searching, and the joy of finding. Each of these parables display God's heart for those who are lost, and I I believe this. I believe that these parables are a model for us, for the type of heart that we should be developing toward those who are lost. In each of the parables, you'll see the same thing. So let's look at this. Let's start in verse 1. It says, Then all of the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents, than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So, in these first verses, we see the heart of God as the heart of a shepherd. The heart of a shepherd. And you'll notice here a couple of things about that kind of heart. First of all, that heart turns its attention from the many in order to find the one Mm -hmm. says the shepherd left the 99 to go after the one and I don't know about you but when I've read that in years past I thought well that just seems you know I, I appreciate that he's going after the one but it seems like he's abandoning all the others But, Diane, I had to study it out. And when I did, I found out. See, what happened was shepherds would usually have all their sheep in one area. So there could be multiple shepherds carrying their sheep in an area. So a shepherd who lost one sheep, when he was leaving the 99, he wasn't abandoning the 99. He trusted another shepherd to keep an eye on the rest of the flock while he went and found the one that was lost. So this, this heart, this is a heart that is willing to leave everything else and go and find the one. And it's also a heart that continues to search Until it finds the one that was lost. Because you notice it says, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness, look at this, and go after the one which is lost, how long does he go? Until he finds it. He continues to look until he finds that thing that was lost. I don't know if you've ever lost anything. But if it's important to you, you'll keep on looking. I thought about this this morning as I was getting ready. I have a pair of, or I had a pair, of black kitten heel shoes with a cute little bow. And Diane Richardson will be the only one who understands this because she's the only other person I know who loves a shoe as much as I do. I love those shoes. I went on a trip and... I distinctly remember packing the shoes, or at least I think I remember packing the shoes. We were having some work done in our house, so I, we moved downstairs to the lower level. So I don't know whether the shoes ended up in another, on another floor. I don't know if I left them in a hotel. I don't know what I did with the shoes, but can I tell you this, can I be honest with you? Those shoes have been missing for probably two years now. But every now and again, I think of one more place to look. Somebody say you'll look for the lost. You care about it, so you continue to look until you find it. I'm convinced that one day I'm going to find those shoes. How much more? Our family members, those distant cousins that we only see at the family reunion, how much more will we continue to look until we find them? So that heart of a shepherd turns its attention from the many to find the one that's lost. And that heart of a shepherd continues to search until, it's, until it finds the one that's lost. And look at this. The heart of a shepherd positions itself to rescue the one that's lost. Why do you say that? Because the text says in verse 5, and when he has found it, he doesn't say, what did you do to get yourself out here? He doesn't snatch it and say, get up and walk. The Bible says he lays it on his shoulders. Now, you've got to understand this. Sheep that are lost, what tends to happen is they lay down helplessly. I read something, as a matter of fact, it said, lost sheep continue to bleat, calling for the rest of the sheep, while still aimlessly moving away from them." But when they discover that they cannot be fa- or they cannot find where they're lost from, they become helpless and hopeless. And they just lay down, making themselves open to pray, making themselves open to anything that will come, a wolf, anything that will come to destroy them. So what happens is that the sheep, when he comes, he already knows. I'm sorry, the shepherd, when he comes, he already knows that the sheep refuses to move. The sheep knows that danger is around. The sheep knows that it could lose its life, but it refuses to move. So the shepherd, when he finds it, he doesn't beat the sheep. He doesn't speak ill of the sheep. He takes the sheep and positions himself so that he can carry the sheep. I wonder, because this is a picture of those who are lost outside. I wonder how many of us will ask God for a shepherd's heart that would be willing to see lost sheep who have become hopeless and helpless and have laid down, knowing there's an enemy to come and get them, but have no energy to get themselves up. And we will not speak ill of them or tell them, what did you do to get yourself out in this mess? How did you get here? But rather position ourselves to carry them on our shoulders. Somebody say, I need the heart of a shepherd. And then the text goes on and it says, and then he calls for a celebration over finding the one that was lost. So, one of the expressions of God's heart for the lost is the heart of a shepherd, which means one of the expressions of our heart ought to be the heart of a shepherd. How many times do we drive by people on the street and we see not just their physical condition, because sometimes we make assumptions about people's spiritual conditions based upon their exterior conditions, but how many of you know there's some lost sheep sitting in boardrooms? There's some lost sheep in penthouses, There's some lost sheep in corporations, in corner offices, just like there's some lost sheep on the corner. There's some lost sheep in my family. There's some lost sheep in your family. How many of us are willing to say, God, give me a shepherd's heart so that I... Oh, my, my, my. Isn't it interesting? Sheep can be in the middle of green pastures and still lost. See, that's why we can't just look at people's circumstances because they can be where all the provision is, but they're still lost. And it takes a shepherd's heart to be able to say, you may be looking like you got everything you need, But a shepherd's heart will say, You're hopeless and you're helpless, and I need to pick you up. So, one of the hearts that God displays in chapter 15 is the shepherd's heart. The other heart that that the text shows us is what I call the heart of a covenant keeper. The heart of a covenant keeper. Look at verse 8. And I'm going to tell you right up front, I don't want to rush, so I may not do all three today. Would that be all right? That's the beauty. I tell my husband all the time, we're the pastors. We'll be here next week. (laughs) The heart of a covenant keeper. Verse 8 says, or what woman... Having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God, over one sinner who repents. Now you notice the first one was lost outside. This one is lost in the house. Mhm. Yeah, this one is lost in the house. First of all, this heart recognizes the value of what is lost. It recognizes the value of what is lost. And I say that because the text says what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? Now, some of us would say, well, if you got 10 and you lose one, come on, you got nine left. You're all right. And that's because we don't understand what those 10 coins meant. Typically, what happened was a woman who was married would be given a dowry of 10 coins that were strung around her neck. She would wear it around her neck to signify that she was married. So essentially she loses one piece of this necklace. Now, y'all know I have a gazillion stories. I I love my life. It always provides good preaching. (laughs) This would be like losing a stone out of your engagement ring. I see women already going. She, now... You may not have the biggest diamond, but it's your diamond. Are you understanding? So you place a value on that because it's yours. It has nothing to do with what other people think. The value is placed on it because it belongs to you. She has lost something that is valuable to her. The truth of the matter is when you study this text out, those coins were not that valuable compared to overall money or coins, but because it signified who she belonged to. When she lost one of them, the first thing she did was turn on the light I believe God continues to turn on the light in our lives because other people may not find you to be all that valuable, but God says, I don't care that I've got thousands of them. You're the one I want, you're the one lost, and I'm going to turn on the light in your life to see everything that's going on so that I can find you. Notice that heart recognizes the value of what is lost, and that heart illuminates and cleans the area, excuse me, where it was lost. Years ago, um, we were on a vacation with friends of ours, and I have these diamond stud earrings that I don't wear that often, but What I typically do is if I'm traveling or something, especially vacation, I put them in my ears so that I'll have earrings on all the time, but I don't have to bother carrying other jewelry. So I had my earrings on and we're off on vacation and I took them off. This particular time I took them off to change into another pair of earrings, a pair of costume jewelry earrings when I came back to put the earrings on, they were missing, they were missing at the hotel. Now, the significance was not that they were diamond earrings. The value of the earrings to me is that that was a gift from my husband for my first Mother's Day. So my baby was probably four months old, and that was what his gift was to me. From a financial standpoint, they weren't the biggest diamonds, and they probably could have been replaced. It wasn't that he couldn't replace them, but they had significant value to me. How many of you know that I didn't just say, oh, well, I sure hate that I lost them. My girlfriend and I, the the couple that were traveling with us, my girlfriend and I turned on every light In the bathroom where I left them, in the bedroom, we turned on every light everywhere. And we combed through everything. We pulled the covers off the bed. We were up underneath the bed. We continued to search everywhere until we found those earrings. My first inclination was, did the housekeeper steal my stuff? And some people would say, just to make that assumption, well, somebody stole it, so there's no point in me looking. But because they were valuable to me, I refused to accept, even if somebody had taken them, I was going to believe that they dropped them before they got out of the room. And I wasn't going to stop sweeping the room until I found them. Come on, saints of God. When God, God sees you as valuable, and he will sweep the church house. Just because you sit in the pews doesn't mean that you know him. But he says, you're so valuable to me. I'm going to turn on every light. And I'm going to sweep aisle by aisle, row by row, seat by seat until I find you. Because you mean that much to me. And we've got to have that kind of covenant-keeping God heart. says, I made a promise. I said, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. And just because you sit in my proximity, I'm not satisfied until you get in my family. That's why many times it breaks our heart when we give the invitation and people say yes to Jesus. And the rest of us sit there like, oh, that's nice. We need a heart like God. That's a covenant-keeping God that gets excited when the lost in the house are found. I appreciate the fact that they came from out there, but when they come in here, there's still another step. Are you getting this? So the heart of a covenant keeper recognizes the value of what is lost, illuminates and cleans the area where it's been lost, and searches diligently for what was lost. I want you to think about this. In this text, the longer the the coin was lost, the less probability there was of finding it because it could have lost its color, It could have become lodged in the crevices of the stone floors or it could have been covered by dust and dirt. But this is the thing. No matter what the condition of the coin that was lost, it still had the same value. It still had the same value. I wish I had, uh, somebody give me some money, please. I should have thought about this beforehand. Give me, but I need a significant uh, piece of money. I need a, uh, thank you, that's a 20. Thank you so much. I think I'm gonna stop here. I thi- <laughs> no, I didn't mean with his 20. <laughs> so this is, this is a $20 bill. Would this help anybody? I normally do this with a hundred dollar bill But I don't have my wallet But would this help anybody? Why? Huh? Value You, You know what you can do with a 20 Right? So If I ball it up Do you still want it? Why? Well, what what if I, what if I tear it in half? You put some tape on it, you say. Well, why are you going to go through all of that? Because it's the same value. Well, what if I took it and put it on the ground and stepped on it and all the dirt from where I've walked is now on it? All the filth that I've tread through is on it. Do you still want it? Why? That's the heart of the Father. That's the heart of the Father. He says, I don't care how much you've been crushed. I don't care what life circumstances have torn you to pieces. I don't care what dirt has gotten on you. I still want you because you're still valuable. And we've got to ask God to give us that kind of heart that is able to see people in the house who have been crushed. People who have been torn. People who life has stepped on. Oh, oh, they don't always look like that. Oh, they're made up nice. They smell good. They're dressed well. But if we would take a minute to spend some time with them, we would see a beauty in their garments and an emptiness in their eyes. And what a privilege it would be to be able to lead them to the one who could clean them up, straighten them out, And put them back together again. Somebody say, God, give me the heart of a shepherd, and give me the heart of a covenant keeper.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.